This is another episode of SRE Live Podcast, and I'm here with Darren Simmons, who is a pro TV presenter and broadcaster. I'm talking 17 years, 9,000 hours of TV presenting behind him. He coached numerous presenters for BBC and ITV. He also launched Aspire, which is, which is his training academy, which we'll speak about later, that does high-quality presenter skill training. Darren, well, great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, it's, it's great to be here. It's really, really good to connect with you as well. So thanks very much for letting me on the show. I mean, the intro there makes me sound a little bit like a, an old person. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll need to, we'll need to add some, some, some notes and show yeah. notes to say older. that. Maybe, no, just maybe just a veteran, maybe a little bit older. Yeah, maybe, but not too old. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's exactly, well, that's, that's the intention. That's the intention. Darren, I'm going to yeah. ask, I'm going to start with a very cliche question. I mean, you presented for like 17 years. And if you look on your LinkedIn, it seems like that's what you've been doing your whole life. Why present it? Well, do, you, do you know what? I started off in the early days of entertainment where I was uh, a holiday host, uh, what we call um, the traditional Butlins redcoats, which were in England. If anyone's familiar with the United Kingdom or England or Great Britain, it's, it's kind of like these holiday centres and the entertainment hosts would walk around being very happy, um, making sure everyone was having a good time. And that's where I got a, a feel for being on a microphone, hosting shows and cabaret, entertainment, uh, competitions. And then I decided I wanted to get on board the cruise ships, travel the world and, and, and see the world, but entertain at the same time. So for me, it felt like a natural progression to want to continue that. And the kind of guess the grown-ups version of that would be to get into broadcast. So I got into radio uh, and then for a TV job, and I think about 400 people, there were three of us that got the job. Uh, so that's when I started my career all those many moons ago, but I've always felt since leaving school that I wanted to be an MC, a master of ceremonies. I, I wanted, I love the entertainment. I love the fact of being able to present myself to an audience or, or to people that just wanted to listen, really. Right, to DJ people's emotion, effectively. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, giving it a sense of occasion, giving, uh, and it was always the entertainment side of it that I really absolutely loved and, and still do. So if I had a choice of presenting a particular show or style, I'd always go for lifestyle or entertainment, moreover than perhaps business, but I, I've done everything and I, I do enjoy them, but perhaps more so, perhaps more, more the entertainment variety. Well, well, we'll touch on business later. Now, you uh, you coach YouTubers in the UK. That is very, very cool. I didn't even know that YouTubers have uh, traditional TV coaching. Talk to me about that. What What is this program about? Well, the, the fact is, I mean, not many do. And that's the magic of YouTube. It, you know, it, it's wonderful to see new talent coming forward in sometimes quite a different way as well. So although we did get called in with Google and YouTube uh, space in London to, to coach certain people presentation skills to take their existing skills to the next level. It was right. certain YouTubers that had X amount of subscribers, followers, etc. Um, they get access to their studios, which is fantastic in London. Uh, and, and we went along and did some coaching for those guys. Um, but, you know, so we do provide coaching for YouTubers. But what I love to see, and I've got two girls, I've got a 12 and 14 year old girl, and they're always on YouTube. Right. For example, look at these guys, these guys and girls on YouTube, these YouTubers are, I think, absolutely amazing. And a lot of them haven't had um, a lot of formal training. Uh, so they can benefit. Certainly there's some mannerisms that they could benefit from. But I, I have to say, I'm amazed at 
you know, some of these, some of these brilliant YouTubers now, honestly, coming forward, they are fabulous. But yeah, you're absolutely right. We do coach with YouTube. It's if they need to take the presentation to the next level, depending on their target audience, their demographic, what they're presenting. Maybe they're conducting some interviews and need interview training or, or host experience or, or whatever that we can pass on to them. So, yes, if they wanted to take their skill set to the next level, I have to say I'm I, I, I'm in awe of some of the, the latest presenters on, on social media. I think they're brilliant. <laughs> they're different, right? Like you look at the TV world and it's so it's, it's traditional, it's constrained. It's uh, you have certain set of rules. It's live, a lot of money in it. And that just gives you that pressure where you can't really tr try here. It's like, you can do whatever you want, you know, have fun. Right. Like, and that just allows uh, of a different approach. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there are pros and cons to it. To it That's yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm a bit of a lag. Yeah, um, yeah. Absolutely. There's 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 one. There's there's pros and cons to each side of it. I think. And yes, you're absolutely right. The traditional etiquette of broadcast standard presenting in a studio. You know, you've got an earpiece in. You're speaking to time counts. You've got guests coming up. You've got rolling news, or you've got things. You maybe have a, a gallery behind you in your earpiece. You may have, you know, up to 11, 12 different people all talking at your ear at the same time. So you've got to get used to multitasking and presenting when that's all going on. And that's what we kind of teach in our master classes for TV broadcasting uh, presenting in our London studios. So it's a little bit formal, yes. And you know, there, there's certain things and etiquette that perhaps you can't get away with on mainstream TV that you certainly can in YouTube. But there's some endearment sometimes to, mm -hmm. to the YouTube, the rawness of YouTube and, and allowing, you know, the individuals to really shine and come through because a lot of the presenters that do come to us for formal training feel, oh, I must be a presenter. I've got to be doing it this way. But actually, the secret is to be as real as possible, to be as human as possible. Uh, and, and this is what we're seeing with um, a lot of YouTubers now. They are being just themselves. And that is some of the key ingredients. But there are some differences, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and there's this concept of authenticity, which I've heard from people who are like, oh, authenticity is like not real in a sense that you just can't bring authenticity. Like you have to, you're either authentic or you're not. You can't just like be more authentic. Yeah, I guess there is that. There's people of all walks of life, and we get to work with politicians, to sports personalities, to, to everyone that comes to us. I think it's one of the big ingredients with presenting is actually, you know, to be authentic, to be yourself. Um, some people have it, some people don't have it, and some people you could say, well, either got it or you haven't got it. But what we love to specialize in is right. is really working with that individual to really do our best to bring out the genuine authenticity of that person. And we've just had a masterclass in London this week, and we've seen some wonderful people that from day one, very nervous, very, you know, oh my gosh, I can't do this. And then day four, they're out there doing it. And it's wonderful to see the transition. So I would say that, you know, the old saying goes, well, you've either got it or you haven't got it. Maybe to an extent, but quite often our skill set is to, to bring out as much as we can of authenticity and genuine to that person so that when they're in the front of the camera, they they don't have the barriers. They are comfortable being themselves. What, what, what should they do, Darren? Like, what do they, <clears throat> let's say somebody is present, like somebody is doing videos. They are, they're pretty good at it. They're maybe not like level zero, level one, but they're, they're pretty good at it. How could they be better, more authentic on camera? Um, in what are some of the things that they should, uh, should do? Or is it all comes down to, well, do more episodes, then you become more comfortable. 
But there is that saying, is it? The more times you do it, the easier it gets. But sometimes, if that being said, you get into habits that you can't ever get out of or don't know what's going on there. One of the biggest things that we always coach people, and it's quite sobering, really, and, and it's a lovely thing, is to be yourself. You know, you've got to be you and work on being you when you're in front of the camera. And one of the ways in order to do that is to try and imagine that your viewer, your viewers, if you like, is one person. There's a lot of YouTubers out there going, hi, guys. Yeah, you, you know, and it's all the guys. It's the more than ones. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think it's quite trendy, actually. And, and that kind of works in the world of YouTubers because some of the, the best YouTubers, uh, you know, they've got millions of viewers. So I'm not one to say that's wrong. But if you really want to feel yourself getting better and taking it to the next level, always think about the camera as an individual viewer because the connection is far greater. You engage and connect. And when we talk to one person, you know, we're not, we're not over projecting, over presenting. We're not talking at. Right. The audience, we're talking to that individual. And that's the magic of presenting. That's not only going to help the viewer really, really kind of watch and engage you, connect with you, but for the presenter, it's going to allow them to think, hang on a minute, there's one person watching. When I started, one of my first shows, I think we had about 100,000 people watching on a Sky channel. And that's not a lot right. in the world of TV, but this was live broadcast, my first live broadcast. And the producer said, oh, there's not many people watching, 100,000. I'm thinking, 502 arenas in London all watching me at the same time. So all of a sudden the pressure's on, do I look right? Am I going to sound okay? Is the hair okay? What about if I mess up? And all that pressure, but then, the magic of it is you think, well, that singular person has invited you into their personal space. It might be a smartphone, tablet, desktop, computer, television, whatever it might be. They're not sat in a massive audience. So naturally, when we communicate, connect with that one person, and I see somebody in the street, or I see them in the street, and I'm saying, how are you doing? Are you well? I wouldn't go, good morning. How are you today? Are you well? I wouldn't speak to you. Because it's ridiculous. You go, I, I don't, you're weird. But it's almost like, it's sort of saying, hi, how are you doing? And what I found over many, many thousands of uh, hours of working on large shopping TV networks and, and, and live interactive especially, was when I had that connection, that singular connection, that's when I got more sales. That's when I got more uh, likes, followers, or, or more interaction and engagement by having that connection. And it's so powerful because the person listening or watching you thinks, they, you're talking to them and it's very very powerful when we talk at an audience it's too much it feels too too broad so for me going back to asking mm -hmm. your question answering your question really to help that individual feel more comfortable and take their skill set to the next level it's about being themselves talking to one person and feeling comfortable and believing in their abilities to do that it really helps so, so let's say you do that in in a in a practical sense, Darren. So you would remind yourself, like, hey, you know, like, come, like, put yourself in a frame of mind, or you're talking to your friend. Let's say camera is a friend. I've actually heard that from somebody on BBC training. Uh, so you do that, and you become a little bit better. But are there other tricks or little things that you should consider to put your brain in the right mode? I always think it's about the feel-good factor. It's you on a good day. Start being positive. Start thinking about yourself in a confident, positive way. Looking in the mirror, accepting the reflection, accepting your flaws. You're not perfect. Nobody is. No human being is. And you might have, I don't know, um, 
uh, a, a funny, funny ears, funny nose, hair. Well, it doesn't matter. That's you. That's the individual unique oh. you. Start believing in yourself, believing in the qualities, feeling positive about you and your everyday life. I know it's difficult sometimes, the power of positive. I'll oh, just think positive, you'll be all right. But you know what? It really is important. And whatever way you can do, if it's meditation, visualization, um, putting a good song on the radio, thinking about times of your life when you're on holiday, you felt great. That good feeling is amazing for TV. That's really going to help put somebody in the right mindset for just being the best version of themselves. If you're the best version of yourself, you're on holiday, you're at a party, or maybe when you go and gym, in the gym, and you know when you have a, work, a workout in the gym and you, you come out and you think, oh, I, feel, I feel good, I feel really energized and life is good. There's, the sun is shining today. And, and I know that it's easy for us all to say this incredible world we're living in at the moment with all the, uh, the news of the world right. and everything. But if we can try and feel positive, feel it, feel good about ourselves, um, do the research, know what you're talking about, um, and find connections, emotional connections with subjects that you're talking about uh, and, and allow that positive positivity to come through because it's all about feeling. Presenting is about feeling it, owning it, and being comfortable in your skin. When you are like that, mm -hmm. it helps with charisma, with a massive ingredient for TV presenting. Charisma, of course, is that wonderful likability right. factor that people buy into. And we can come to that later if you need. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And I mean, and also what I've heard, and I would be curious to know what you think, Darren, is so you uh, have a certain amount of energy. When you are uh, recorded on video and then you play back that video, that energy kind of shrinks. So like, yes. you need to put more. So then it actually looks like you're alive. Because if you're like a little bit energetic, you kind of like become a little smaller. Right. Okay. Back. You know what? That is a brilliant observation that you've, I'm really impressed with that because that's one of the biggest things that people don't understand. The cameras are an interesting thing. As you know, uh, with the world of digital age and of course with the pandemics and lockdowns and everything else like that, everything's gone online and virtual. And so when we work with a lot of companies now, uh, Salesforce, et cetera, we're teaching their face-to-face -face reps, if you like, to right. be more real in front of the camera. Camera. And so many times they don't realize that, the, that whoever we're training don't, don't always understand that the camera actually takes away around about 15 to 20 percent of your energy, of your aura of you. Now, when we're talking in person, it's easy for us to, to, to get our message across, get the energy and feel it. But you're quite right. You're absolutely right. The camera's absorbing, taking away. And when it takes you and your true dimension, it's pushing it into that flat screen world. And when, when we first started, we had, it was really television. Smartphones didn't really exist right. when I started present. I know I'm sounding a little bit old. <laughs> not that <laughs> but, old, though. Not all <laughs> But smartphones, of course, tablets, um, smaller screens, smaller devices. So even more so now, you've got to be aware of that. So, yes, you're absolutely right. You've got to replace the lost energy. But the weird thing about this is if you start shouting louder or over-projecting, it looks like you're shouting louder and over-projecting, which doesn't help the viewer. And they think you're shouting and over-projecting at me or whatever. So it's a feeling. It's the real feeling that we're looking for to up the energy. 
It's an inner energy that we're looking for. And again, going back to what I said earlier on, it's the feel-good factor, because the feel-good factor right. is going to put right. you at your best. You're feeling good, ready to go. You know what you're talking about. Again, you know, perhaps you know, before you're getting ready to go live, you might want to you know, spray some aftershave or perfume for the ladies or, or whatever, or, or get in a good frame of mind by putting a song on the radio that makes you feel good. The feeling, even if you're doing something a little bit more serious, will help you replace that lost energy because the camera does, you're absolutely right, push you and take it away. And a lot of people look back and go, God, it felt, it felt really flat there. It didn't, didn't quite have that, that same energy I thought it did. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's also like, it's amazing. Like you do a thousand interviews and you're preparing for a thousand one. And then you're like, feel like that anxiety, brief anxiety before you start. But like you need to, because your mind is, is it, our mind is very clever. It, it is there to protect us. There's nothing to protect us. We've done it. We are like all in autopilot. We're really good. But at that moment, we forget about it. And what you're talking about is that having those rituals, those things to remind ourselves, look, I've done those things and this is going to be no different. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I spent many, many years on, on live TV and I used to have my little routines that I do and I'd, I'd be in the dressing room beforehand. And the good thing about television is, you, you, you know, for us guys, whether or not you like it or not, we have to wear makeup because of the lighting right. and things like that. And so you have a nice shirt on. And you, you would look in the mirror and think, okay, I've got to now start feeling good about myself and, and a song comes on. So there are sort of mental rituals that you do, routines. And you're absolutely right. Sometimes you could be hosting, you know, especially if you're at home, if you're home streaming or whatever you're doing and you get into the routine and the humdrum, oh, I'm just going to go live now. But if you can, try, try to even spend 10 minutes in going over preparation, making sure you know what you're talking about, getting in the great mindset, the positive mindset because honestly it really does help really really does uh, i was going to ask you darren we're going to talk we're going to talk about some preparation stuff uh, in a moment but in terms of developing your own style like your own delivery uh, I, I mean it probably will take quite a bit of time you're not going to do it in one day but like what are some of the elements do you think are super key for people to deliver in their unique way not try to you know, basically steal or mimic or not be, you know, be weird. Yeah, well, this is it. I mean, we always say, you know, um, you, you've got to be you. And even Oscar Wilde, the famous guy from way back, guy from way back when he said, you know, be yourself because everybody else is taken. And there is this tendency. It's a lovely saying, isn't it? But there's this tendency for us to think I've got to copy that person because they're really good. And if I copy them, I'm going to be as successful with them. And then we put this pressure on. But actually, it's about finding the essence of who you really are uh, and, and start to, to believe in that. And I think a lot of it does come down to what you're presenting, your passions. Are you really interested in that and passionate about it? And I've, I've seen some great YouTubers. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to mention any names or anything, but well, of course, as a good example, you can. I think it's Jake, Jake Williams. Uh, I think it's Jake Williams. And he does um, uh, Bright Sun films and he does The Abandoned. That guy, um, he's only young, uh, brilliant. He does so much research and he's so passionate yeah. about um, what he's doing. And he does uh, the research into why things were abandoned. That's great footage, information. He has interviews with um, people that are related to it, with, if it's a company, if it's uh, or whatever. And, and I think that he's, he's found his own niche because he's passionate about what he's talking about. I think that really helps a presenter um, to find their unique stance on things. Because also when you're not putting an act on or copying somebody, 
and feeling grounded within who you are. And this all goes back to what we've already spoken about, about the positives, the power of positivity, you know, getting yourself in the right frame, even if you're not feeling great, even if you're not feeling great. And even going back to live TV, when I used to go on and do three-hour live interactive shows on Sky in the United Kingdom, um, I couldn't stop and go, do you know what? I'm not feeling it today. Can I, can I go home? Because <laughs> I was live on TV. It forced, me. it forced me to go, you've got to be positive here. So it does work. It's not easy all the time. You've got to practice this. But that will help bring out more of the individual um, person, personality, so that, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're sat... You know, if any of your listeners are sort of sat there going, how do I be me? How can I not copy? Um, find your passions. Start learning about yourself, looking at yourself, accepting yourself, looking at your qualities. Right. You're a likable person. You know, accept flaws. And that's going to help build this grounded confidence that will help you be more comfortable being you because that's so essential. Absolutely. Absolutely. Darren, now this is a, a question I'm sure a, a lot of people would be asking is, you're recording a video, you have to do it in one take. Maybe it's live. Maybe it's not live, but it's one take. You have to get it in one take. Let's say it's not something insane. Maybe it's something you've done before, but you did it in two takes, three takes, four takes, but this is the one you have to do it in one take. What do you do beyond, of course, knowing what you're talking about, teleprompter, whatever you need? What do you do in mostly psychologically, I would, I would guess, to deliver? Yeah. Well, do you know what? The lovely thing about live is I find live really easy, much more easier than pre-recording learning scripts oh, really? because it's live. Because now we're live, we're talking, we're communicating. If I, I, I probably made, I've just done it there. I've gone, I've, I've, I've said that twice. I'm not worried about that. We always trip up. We make mistakes and quite, quite often live on TV, things do go wrong uh, and you've got to deal with it. So I would say that if you, if you are going out live, and you've got to get it in one take, is just to think about people are watching you live. They know you're live. They know you're a real person. Try and connect with that individual and think, you know what? I'm going to take my time. I'm going to put a smile on my face because that's going to connect to the neuro pathways to tell yourself that you're happy to be there. Give you a little bit of lifted confidence coming up. Uh, also connect with your viewer instantly. All of this will help you go and say, right, what am I there to do? I'm going to say it in a conversational way. Uh, less is more. I'm going to get my message across. I'm going to take my time with it. Like I'm doing now talking to you. It doesn't sound like I'm really slow or anything like that, but I'm mentally taking my time with it. And when that happens, the, and also the magic of knowing it's live, all of a sudden you deliver the words. And if there's a slight trip, you recover quickly, you move on. The world isn't going to shut down. And the more times you do that, the better it is. And I'd always encourage as many people as they can to try doing some live streaming because the power of live is incredible. It's a wonderful thing to say, you know, good morning or good afternoon or, you know, wherever you are in the world, we're live and interactive. It's a very, nice. it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. So what I would say is sometimes the pressure is quite on, on, on more when you've got to learn scripts, deliver them, get them out and memorize them. For me, that's tougher. You know, they're right. going on for three hours of live unscripted because I know it's live. And then if you can just try and think, okay, I'm delivering the message, smile on the face, it's just going to help. Mm. No, makes sense. Makes sense. It's also like, and I guess it's individual for people, but like, it's not going to change your life. 
No, I mean, unless no. you're presenting like a hol- like an Oscar ceremony, then that might. Oh. <laughs> and that's happened. Yes, that has happened. And yeah, there's been some famous ones in the past, which, ooh, right. yes, I, I have to say, you've got to get that right. You know, you've really got to get that right. But yeah, it, the power of live is, is, is a wonderful thing. And I'd encourage anyone to, to have a go and come out of their comfort zone. And, you know, it's great to pre-record, but the magic of going out live is, is quite special. So true. So true. It's a different, different energy, a different feel of how it all, all goes. Now, Darren, mm. teleprompter. Teleprompters are, I mean, there's obviously you have uh, probably the whole course on teleprompters. I'm going to just ask a few, a few things here and there. In terms of, let's say you have, you know, you have your script. What do you do to actually spell the words from the first go? Uh, let's say you have the tonality nailed. You have all of those things highlighted. You 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 are you're you're pretty good at that. You you know how not to sound like a robot. What do you do to, if you have a limited time that you could actually spell the words from the first get go? Uh, what what does it what does it come down to in your opinion? It comes down to not forgetting who you are as an individual personality. Quite often when we read words, they've maybe not been written by us or they've been written by somebody else. And, and it's, you know, any, most of us can read unless, you know, we have any disabilities and things like that, which is understandable, right. of course. But say the average person is reading, we tend to read and, you know, anyone can say good morning and welcome to the show coming up today. And we kind of, if we're not aware of what we're doing, we can make it sound quite monotonous and quite boring and nobody's going to buy into that. So what we do is, what I would do personally, is I have a look at a hard copy first or I play through the prompter and I read it out a few times slowly. I also then look at the content in there, especially if it's not been written by me, and look at words that I might need to emphasize to change the tone width to to hook people in. So for example, we're we're off to the Caribbean and we're talking about holiday destinations, for example, if I was doing a holiday show. What I would do first off is get my mind into saying, right, I'm wearing the cap that fits. So I'm on a holiday show. So I'm gonna be a bit more relaxed, a bit more chilled out, a bit more lifestyle-y and it's the Caribbean, great. And say, for example, the lines are, this week we feature the Caribbean and today we're looking at the hottest beach destinations, for example. What I'll do is, right, in those lines there, what words really need to stand out? So with the prompter, what you do is you scan through it and think, okay, well, okay, Caribbean is really important because that's the feature. So what I'll do is I'll think, right, I need to emphasize the word Caribbean. Highlight them. So what I'll then do is I'll go, this week we feature the Caribbean or the Caribbean, whichever way you want to say it, from where you are yep. in the world. And I would put, I'd put the emphasis and the tone change in it to lift it, to hook people in, to give it, make it sound interesting or intriguing. And I'd scan through the words and that would help me then bring into, my, into the words, to the presentation, my personality as well. How would I do it naturally? I don't want to put an act on. I've got to give it light and shade in the tones, but I've got to make it sound like my light and shade naturally. Otherwise, it sounds ridiculous. So that's one of the things. Also, when you smile and read, for some reason, it kind of helps make it not look like you're reading it. I don't know why. It just helps in vision. It does. It's, it's, true. it's true. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It? Yep. Um, also, thirdly, as well, um, just imagine, I don't know if anyone can, but you know when you read a bedtime story to a maybe a small child or <laughs> somebody yeah. like that? Um, what we're doing with words is we're, we're, we're 
the words, aren't we? Otherwise, the, whoever's listening is going to kind of switch off. You know, there were there were three bears. There was a big bear. There was a tiny baby bear. There was a you know. And we obviously we're not asking anyone to do that, but just have tonality, the tonality, right? That we tonality. It's tonality. It's the light and shade in the delivery, and it's the confidence to pause to take your time when you see maybe uh, punctuation, a full stop, a comma. If there's a question mark in it, make it sound like a question. If there's something interesting to interest people, make it sound interesting, like I'm doing now with the tone of the voice, the power of that. But again, like anything, it is about repetition. The more times you do it, the easier it's gonna get. But you've got to own those words. You've got to make these words come alive, even if it's been written by somebody else, which happens a lot in mainstream TV. Right. Obviously, for streaming, maybe not, not so much. You can have the luxury of writing your own words, but you've still got to make them sound real. So you smile, you put, you read it through, and you think, what words can I emphasize in there with the light and shade, the inflection, the tonality, and how can I make it sound interesting without acting or over-presenting? It's really, really important that you get the balance right because you know what it's like with our viewers and listeners. They they know if it if it's not right, if it doesn't sound right, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, totally. I've seen a lot of people on YouTube who are like that. They they just cross the threshold. It looks awful. It looks awful. Yeah. It's it's just and it's a little bit. It's not a big difference. Like they just went a little bit beyond and it falls apart. It's fake. Yeah, it's got to be real. It has to be real. Um, you know, and it is, it, it's a very odd thing because we we train TV presenters. And one of the biggest things we say to our presenters when they come to us day one, we don't want you to be a presenter. And then they go, well, what do you mean? <laughs> what, what is that? We don't want you to be a host. We don't want you to be a presenter. What we mean by that is that by you communicating to the camera, by being as real as possible, not thinking that you've got to be a presenter, actually makes you a presenter, obviously, is your career and what you're doing and we're communicating changing the way we think when we start out that we must present we've got to do a presentation because it formalizes it too much and all of a sudden yeah. it's too formal it's too rigid and it just doesn't work so um it is a weird thing but we yes we train presenters and hosts and we say we don't want you to be a presenter or a host in your mind we just want you to be you and communicate with that camera. <laughs> but but it sounds weird, but it's it's the same, isn't it the same thing that they tell the actors, stop acting? Like, cause cause like the moment you do an audition, like they're not looking for, it, it's weird. It's like you're acting, but you're not really acting. You're like being yourself in many ways. So then it looks incredibly authentic. Yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. I love the word authenticity. It's a wonderful word. And uh, I, th I think that's what we look for. We look for real people. As you know, people buy into people. And, and that, this yeah. is what enables us to, to, to sell. When we go onto shopping TV networks, we're not saying you've got to buy this. This is amazing. Buy, buy, buy. You know, please buy this. This is incredible. It's, I've never done that. Totally. All it's been is I've been talking in a genuine way and connecting. And people love that, they buy into it. And yes, my job on TV, shopping TV, is to sell, of course it is. But I'm not selling, I'm talking to the to the viewers saying, look, what I love about this is this, and you're like, oh yeah, I do too, because you're sharing that with me and I, I've, I've got to buy it. <laughs> and then they buy it and then everyone's happy. <laughs> There's a huge difference between the two, talking and, and trying to sell. Now, Darren, uh, difference between a good presenter and a great one, what would you, what would you say? Uh, over, oh, if you were to generalize, oh. if you were to generalize, that's a good You've seen a lot of them. Yeah. I did. Oh, oh, it's very subjective, though. This isn't it. And 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 that's and and we'll put a giant exclamation mark. 
that it's subjective <laughs> to to your judgment, and and that's what we want. Yeah, I, look, do you know? I think that anyone that can deliver in a confident way, great. That's absolutely fine. But authenticity. Now, there's a difference because I know lots of presenters who are a little bit arrogant, have an ego, and they're a little bit cocky, and this, that, and the other, and and they're good presenters, and they're working, and they get paid. For me, that doesn't. I, I can't. I don't feel comfortable watching somebody like that. But there's a marketplace for them, uh, and and it works. For me, a great presenter is somebody that really shines, really comes across, is authentic, is genuine, and is feeling their presentation from a, a, a connection with with that feeling from within and really connecting. So the difference between a good presenter getting on with a job that can deliver. A great presenter is somebody who you can really feel it and they're really connecting. They're authentic. They don't have a big ego. Uh, they're not cocky or arrogant in that way. They're just comfortable in their own skin. They're well prepared. They look good in terms of how they're not, not the best looking person. It's not about that, but it's about how they're presenting themselves, their posture. So again, a good presenter can get away with it. A great presenter can make the difference because you can really really feel and see and sense the authenticity and the genuineness that there is there. I think that that kind of makes the difference. Yeah. Mm, totally. No, that, that reminded me a little bit, and this is just my opinion. I mean, I mean, obviously this is purely subjective. David Latterman versus Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson always rescues the guest. David Latterman would kind of push them a little bit and feel like, feel, make them feel a little stupid. Uh, Craig Ferguson never, ever crosses that line when the conversation gets completely ridiculous, he will help the guests. They would rescue them because they don't want them to feel like shit. And I think <laughs> that, that's an interesting line. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? Yeah. But the, the weird thing about this it is subjective because then you've got you've got hosts that have got millions of fans and followers who, you know, like you said, aren't necessarily that you know that kind on air if you like or or welcoming or wanting the shit they're, they're they're kind of wrapped up in their own world and wanting to hear yes. in it for themselves and and so you're absolutely right but then it's a tough one because those people you could say well they're not going to succeed they're not going to get as many fans followers likes or whatever but they do and they get work and they get paid a lot of money for it so it is a tough one it really is you know absolutely darren this was super fun. Your final message to the audience, any parting thoughts, anything you, you wanted uh, to leave people with, maybe something that would help them to be a better presenter or something that would help them appear be better on video. I, th I just think that, you know, presenting is an amazing career. It doesn't matter if you're uh, on mainstream television or if you're a streamer. And I think that, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about getting out and doing it, um, wonderful, give it a go, really push yourself. Try and get yourself live. Always remember, just be you, be comfortable being you. And if it doesn't feel natural at first, keep going and going and going. And when it clicks in, it's the, it's the best job in the world because you're out there delivering a message to the worldwide audience of what you're passionate about. But if you are doing that, find things that you're passionate about presenting so that it can be even more fun for you. And you'll just find that you build and build and build each time. And, and I think it's a wonderful career, but also anyone starting up, practice makes perfect. The more times you do it, uh, the more you, 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 you practice being yourself really as well. And getting in the right mindset is really going to help for the future. So great to have you. Thank you. This was amazing. I'm sure our audience will find it really helpful. Brilliant. It's an absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Oh, 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 oh,
Bye.